it's Christmas, winter solstice, a holiday that predates Christianity that signifies the halfway mark of the winter season. And in modernity, winter is merely an inconvenience thanks to our central heating and well-insulated homes. But for thousands of years in Europe, winter was a different animal, a deadly animal. It was an existential threat. An injury or an illness during winter could be a death sentence. Food was scarce. And winter was also boring. Winter was the time they weren't able to do a whole lot of farming or meaningful labor. It was a lot of downtime, isolated with one's thoughts, hopes, dreams, anxieties, and regrets. So the winter solstice was a much needed, heartening reminder that they were halfway through the cold, dark winter. Last year, I read this very thoroughly researched book, At Our Wits End, about the decline of general intelligence across the Western world. This explains why we never went back to the moon. It explains why you are not able to fly in a commercial airliner at supersonic speeds in the Concorde across the Atlantic. And this is something that people might debate. But in 2020, the decline of civilization has become apparent to all of us. We keep getting smarter phones, but people are getting dumber. The news is getting dumber. Politics are getting dumber. Entertainment, dumber. Culture is getting dumber. And the rules are getting dumber. You're not allowed to go to the gym, but you're allowed to go to Walmart. At Our Wits End concludes citing historical examples like Rome, classical Greece, etc., that this decline of intelligence is the harbinger of an impending new dark age, a brutish bad time. And there is a chance that, like in the movie The Matrix, that the year 1999 was the true high watermark for humanity, and that from here on out, we are damned to decline, devolve, and ultimately be enslaved by our own technology and hubris in the age of Aquarius. But not if I have anything to do about it. And not if you have anything to do about it. You were born in a special time and place where you had neither freedom nor tyranny guaranteed to you. In comparison, if you were born in the 1950s in the United States, you had freedom practically guaranteed to you your entire life. But if you were born in the Soviet Union in 1930, you had tyranny guaranteed from cradle to grave. A dystopian 
technocratic, authoritarian world of neoliberal fascism beckons, certainly. But I'm an optimist. I believe that the arc of history bends towards something approximating utopia. The collective spirit of humanity has breathed free too much to put back on the face mask of tyranny. And while civilization is in decline, it's so obvious this year, I'll suggest to you that this is the winter solstice. I'll suggest to you that 2020 is the halfway mark through the new dark age. You were born at a time and place where you get to choose bondage or freedom. Perhaps it's all just random. Perhaps there's nothing magical about the universe, but I like to think that there's a master plan at work. If you find life to be pregnant with suspense, adventure, drama, coincidence, irony, and climatic conclusions, perhaps your life is something like a novel penned by an unseen author. And you were born at a remarkable time of both accelerating freedom and accelerating tyranny because you were meant to make a difference. In another 50 years, we wanna look out at the world and we're all still going to be alive in 50 years, probably if we do the biohacking and anti-aging stuff. We wanna be able to look out and see a world better than the one that we inherited. So we all have a duty, a role to play in building a better, freer world. We can't sit on the sidelines. We don't 50 years from now wanna look back at what the world's become and what we did in our life and say, well, I just sat on the sidelines and watched as the left, giant corporations and the corrupt government strangled freedom. What does it mean to fight for freedom? Well, that's different for all of us. You have to figure that out for yourself. But what's universal is that the main way that we are enslaved in modernity is with comfort. And in 2020, they are really doing their damnedest to seduce us with comfort. Just stay home. Here's some free money from the government in the form of a stimulus check. Watch Netflix. Your fast food or marijuana delivery is just a few swipes away on your smartphone. And while you're at it, why don't you enjoy some free streaming 4K porn? The siren song of comfort has never been louder. But before we fight the system for our freedom, we must first fight comfort. The hardest victory is over self. Being a holiday, you have a couple of days of downtime 
ahead of you. I urge you to devote some of that time to meditation and contemplation. Ask yourself, how can you choose discomfort in 2021? It might mean fasting. It might mean mindfulness practice, exercise. It might mean turning off your TV and reading some good books. It might mean having some difficult conversations with some people that you need to have. You want to choose your problems and choose your sources of discomfort because otherwise this entropic world is going to choose them for you. In the comments below this video, please let me know which discomforts you're resolving to take on, which challenges you're resolving to take on in 2021. I really look forward to reading those. And also, please just take a minute to share this video with someone in need of a bit of hope that is also going to appreciate the pragmatism and the realism here. I'm Jonathan Roseland with Limitless Mindset, wishing you anti-fragility in 2021 and looking forward to a continued conversation with you.